Welcome. I'm gonna try to do this what John does <laughs> since I was just thrown into it. I'm glad you I got it. To print it out. Thanks, Pete. Oh, uh, welcome to the Wilderness Outreach Mancast. My name is Jim Hahn, along with my brother Pete here. Mancast is your weekly adventure into the wilds of masculine spirituality, where we will be hunting for the meaning of manhood, tracking down the intersection of faith and science, uncovering true leadership, and searching for the deep meaning of the history of God's created universe. So strap on your hiking boots and backpack, grab your compass and map, and let's get rolling. How was that? Man, I love it. <laughs> that was awesome. Good work. <laughs> All right. Well, then you can open us in a prayer, then we'll move on from there. I'll take that. All right. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. All right. Come, Holy Spirit, and teach us how to pray and love Help us uh, be open to everything today and uh, just have fruitful conversation that is life breathing to everybody that gets to encounter this podcast and that we get to um, connect with through this. Amen. Bless our families. Amen. Yep. Bless our families. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. St. Clair, pray, for, pray us. for us. Stay today. Right on. I didn't know that. I'm not going to lie. So we're missing somebody here. Yeah, so John's out in the uh, out in California right now in the Ansel Adams Wilderness in the High Sierra Mountains on an expedition. He's been out there for a few days now, and uh, no news is good news, like we were talking about right before the podcast. There, Jim. So that's right. I'm assuming everything's going great, you know what I mean? Right, and while the cat's away, we're gonna play. So we're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have some fun tonight all right yeah but i haven't i need to text laura i haven't texted laura yet either Let's see uh check on him because i know he's got the spot so he's probably checking in with her every day right well good so tonight we're gonna be it's just gonna be you and i and we're gonna be talking about what to expect on a wilderness outreach trip or an expedition why you should go, what kind of things go into it. Um, and so this should be a, a fun time. How many, how many expeditions have you been on Pete? Uh, one. One. Okay. Yeah. What was that? That's all it took for me. Uh, that was, it was last year actually. And it was in the, we were in hog park in the encampment river wilderness in Wyoming. It's like on the Southern border. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah, about so you? I've never been. I've never been anywhere except New Mexico for one trip and California for two trips up in the up in the Sierras. So, I so you been to any of the Wyoming or the Montanas or anything like that. Yeah, I'd say you've been on a lot of them. So I've I've been. On... <laughs> well, I've been on three. So that's not a, as much. A good as, amount, uh, right? Yeah, I think my brother's but... done five or six, but yeah. Yeah, and then John, I mean, like, he, I don't think he's missed one, and he's in, like, the 50s now, right? Right, this is 50 their something. 53rd, yeah. It's a, this week. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. And yeah, now, just... was he 100 and something? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, he'll probably listen to this after. So. Oh, oh, you wow. know he's going to. He's got, like, a 37-hour <laughs> car ride. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so he'll be back next week, and we'll get to pick his brain about everything that happened, and and see if our stories tonight match up to kind of what they they experienced and what they are doing out there right now as we speak. So, 
Yeah. So let's first talk about these expeditions. They're they're not a, a vacation by any stretch of the imagination. Um, it's really a rugged, uh, often very difficult trip. So there is some preparation that goes into it. What kind of preparation did you do for your trip? Yeah, I'd say there's a, honestly there's a lot, but definitely depending on who it is. Um, I think there's, I mean, there's obviously a lot of like physical and material preparation, but I think the spiritual and the mental preparation for these trips is like more. And there's a lot of material things that you need, like to go out into the wilderness for a week or 10 days. And um, yeah, I'd say just uh, once you make the decision to go on one of these trips, the preparation for that uh sorry for my kids in the background they're uh they're over playing but <laughs> i think the yeah <laughs> uh, john's not here so it's fine right right <laughs> <laughs> quiet those kids down yeah right <laughs> get control no but uh yeah so i think the mental preparation spiritual preparation are the most important and uh and difficult things to harness in they were for me anyway, the material stuff that I prepared was just like typical hiking gear. And then, you know, my little checklist of like, what do I need to go outside? Cause I'm, I'm kind of outdoorsy. So I have all that stuff anyway, but, uh, yeah. So I guess that's like the first barrier to entry is preparation, right? Jim, like, do I have the gear? Do I have the stuff to even go? that that'd be like the first question that would come into my mind if I was piqued in interest in this trip. And I mean, like it was a bit at the, at the beginning, but like I said, I was, I was ready that in that form for that. What about you? When you uh, got interested, do you, like, what were your, some of your uh, preparations that were more yeah, I mean, difficult the, and easy? Yeah. The gear thing is definitely, it's not something that I had because I hadn't done a lot of outdoor things other than hiking. So and even then it was like, uh, John was like, yeah, those boots, whatever you're using right now, are not gonna, gonna cut it. So <laughs> had to go shopping for some new boots and some, some gear. And, um, and I would, I would mention too, that if somebody wants to go on one of these expeditions that don't let that, uh, the gear thing deter you, because there's plenty of folks like myself, John, um, Steve Ford, other folks who would gladly, uh, let you borrow their backpacks, tents, things like that. So it's out there. You don't have to go out and buy all this gear if you want to. It's kind of fun. You can if you think you're going to do it for a while, but um, I wouldn't invest a whole lot of money in it. Um, I would just borrow to start off with. For me, for preparation, a lot of it was uh, there's also, I think, an aspect of physical preparation. And um, depending on where you go uh, on one of these expeditions, that preparation may be more needed than other places. So some of the, the couple of the trips that I went on, I'll say the second trip that I went on to the high Sierras, I don't know if any amount of physical preparation would have gotten me ready for the things I had to deal with. Um, getting up onto that mountain, we were up at right around 10,000 feet. And so there were a lot of just, it felt like it was straight up the mountain climbing up to our, where we were going to set up our base camp. Um, but doing a lot of hiking, that was a key thing. Just kind of getting that, uh, getting that habit of hiking and doing a lot of miles, maybe hiking with a backpack. That was some more preparation that I 
did to kind of help myself acclimate physically to to that kind of work. Um, yeah, and just kind of like you said, getting spiritually prepared for this, this sort of battle with yourself. And it also reminds me of like that scripture passage of I think it's Jacob who wrestles with God. And that's kind of what we do out there in the wilderness, you know, as a group, but also individually kind of wrestling with the Lord throughout the week. Good stuff. Yeah. I think that um, you're definitely right about the, the physical preparation. I totally missed that. But um, it was funny because like that's like some people are like, well, I'm, I'm too out of shape or whatever. And or I mean, like there's a, there's a plethora of excuses. But oh, yeah, I mean, just to like we had a lot of guys on the expedition I went on that we're not like, you know, peak physical performers by any means or athletes or whatever. I mean, we had like a guy that was older than John. That's right. Older than John on wow. the expedition. But <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, Methuselah. <laughs> he was 72 though. And he summited a, a 12,000 foot mountain with us, you know, so the Holy spirit will work through whatever, I think it's just, it's funny because like on this trip that I went on, I just really witnessed how much the Holy Spirit would work when some, when, when we start trying to work with the Holy Spirit, that's when the Holy Spirit moves. And like, you get to see that on these expeditions. And I know that that's something that happens every time from the stories that I've heard from talking to the guys that have gone from going on one myself and uh, just even going to the events. Like that's just, it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I kind of laugh and talk about, um, excuses cause there's, you know, there's an excuse for every single thing out there. And I can tell you that if you have an excuse that you're thinking is a really good excuse, there's somebody that we could introduce you to that had the same excuse, but went anyhow. So <laughs> yeah. And the physical part of it too. I mean, that's something, you know, the trip that, the trips I've taken are evolving in August and that's something we just start as soon as like spring breaks, you know, and the weather's decent, just start hiking and, you know, lifting dumbbells or whatever in the basement and just those types of things. Just so there's time to, to kind of build up to that, you know, to that strenuous activity, but it makes you feel good. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, yeah. And I mean, Another thing is like that you don't have to prepare for that I loved about going was like I didn't have to worry about food. And right. the whole time I ate great. There was dessert every day. I was mind blown. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was always good too. There was not one time I was like, this food's terrible. I liked I liked the food every day and uh yeah. I think I don't know what what do you think your uh your favorite when you're Let's hear your favorite thing and the least favorite thing from all the trips combined. Just uh, top thing and bottom top thing. thing. Wow. Um, the thing I probably enjoy the most is the evenings just sitting around a campfire. And, you know, when you're out there, you look up and you see stars. I mean, you see stars lots and lots of stars and just being out there in the wilderness and seeing 
all of God's creation and being around the campfire with your brothers and just talking about, you know, things of, that matter that are important in life. Uh, that's probably my, my favorite part of all the trips. Uh, the food's definitely good. Um, you don't lack for calories. That's for sure. If you're not getting something to eat, it's your own fault. There's definitely plenty of food on those trips that keep you well stocked. So yeah, my favorite thing is sitting around the campfire, talking, looking at stars. Um, my least favorite thing <clears throat> for me, it's probably sleeping on the ground, <laughs> even though I have like a sleeping mat with the, with the, you know, a decent sleeping bag and all that. It's just, it's not your bed, you know, and it's just something you got to offer up. And, yeah. Uh, so that's probably my least, least favorite part of the, of camping in general, wherever it is. Yeah. It doesn't bother me so much. You're young. You can sleep anywhere. The ground sleeping. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that a lot. Um, so I don't know. I think my favorite part was probably along the same lines of that. Um, I really enjoyed the the diversity of like having people from all walks of life. I mean, like I'm like this blue collar, like wrench on stuff guy, like mechanic and whatever. And there's like there's like a lawyer there like doctors like whatever just like all these guys that are all at all different areas in life and have like different amounts of kids different stages pretty much and there's just so much to learn from them and uh and everybody's chasing the same thing so it's just we're all trying to get closer to god and get to heaven and uh learning how everybody's doing that in these different situations is it rocks. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Cause yeah. there's, there's young guys like yourself. There's older guys like me, there's priests, there's deacons, there's doctors, there's construction work. I mean, it's just, it's not for just a certain set of people. It's whoever's really trying to find the Lord and want to do it in this format. It's, it's, it's nice that it's open like that. And like you said, everybody's after the same thing, but God uses, our interactions with each other to, to teach us those things sometimes. So it's just amazing. And I love it because you're working together and it builds this, this bond, this camaraderie, this bond that you have that I haven't seen some of these guys for, you know, 11 years or better that if I saw them on the street, we would pick up just like we were out on the mountain yesterday. You know, you just build this intense, beautiful relationship with these guys that that just lasts you know because you you've all suffered together you've all prayed together you've all you know worked together and so you build this beautiful bond that just lasts you know and i really like that as well yeah awesome <clears throat> yeah speaking of uh those opportunities that the Holy Spirit uses is kind of like you were talking about how I, the way I got out to Wyoming <laughs> was uh, John and I drove for like, I don't know how many hours it was. <laughs> but <laughs> we, we drove. So the Holy Spirit had to move a lot. <laughs> uh, you better hope so he doesn't horrible. listen to this. <laughs> nah, it wasn't that oh, bad my. for real. No, uh, but driving out there with John was great because I just got to, I mean, being in the car with John Bradford for that long, like there's, 
if you don't learn something, you got something going on, I guess. But right, (laughs) right. (laughs) But I I learned a lot from John, and it was great. It was a great experience, a great bonding experience for us. Um, And then we drove back as well, so it was it was really good. How'd you get out to your expeditions, Jim? And you are both still alive and didn't kill each other. That's what the that's the miracle in itself, right there. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm sure there were a couple times that we were both like, "Yo." Right. What is happening, dude? Just zip it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, John, well, I think we talked about it that he tried to have that uh, that book and I was like Mm. driving and I was the one driving and he was like, let's listen to this book. (laughs) It was terrible. (laughs) I hated it. I was like falling. I'm like over here like this, like trying to drive, like holding my (laughs) eyes open, dude. It was (laughs) anyway. Why do you hate me, John? (laughs) (laughs) It's great now. Yeah, when when I've gone out on trips, it's uh, usually we we usually fly out. Um, a lot of times we'll uh, be picked up at the airport by like the Knights of Columbus. They'll have trucks or something and take us uh, where we need to go to meet the Forest Service. Um, the last trip that I took with with Anthony and Christopher, it was a, a father son uh, camp out that your your dad and a couple of your brothers were on. Um, we flew into Los Angeles, then we took a train um, north for God knows how long, forever. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I love trains. I think they're really cool, but they're just not very, these aren't very fast. And so it just went on and on and on. And then we got into trucks. They drove us up the mountain to a certain point and then hike the rest of the way in. So. I mean, it's it's usually an all day ordeal just to to get to where you're going to start hiking, you know, just from from Ohio or wherever you're going just to get out there. So uh, but that's part of the adventure. You know, you meet some people along the way, you learn some lessons, you you know, all kinds of people. Yeah, Yeah, it's funny. And then even when you're out there, like you just run into people and they're just like, who who are you guys and what are you doing and why are you so weird? It's like we're out there like right. praying, like uh, morning prayer and stuff. And there's people like rolling up, going to the trailhead to hike or fish or whatever. There was a lot of fishermen on the trip I went. Um, I guess it's a really good spot for trout. And um, hmm. and yeah, so there's some great encounters there. Um, yeah, you definitely and- meet some neat people who are um, are out there for their own reasons, you know. And they're they're hiking. They're they're seeking something. And it's just neat. Some people are just out there for a day hike. Other people are like, yeah, I started two months ago up in Canada and I'm heading to Mexico. And like, you know, wow, what? <laughs> how are you doing this? Yeah. You know, just amazing. Yeah. Another thing is that John is like that I thought of when you were talking is that John is really good with uh, coordinating with the like outside resources like you were saying that like he had the Knights of Columbus pick you up in that region or whatever. And like, that's all footwork that he does for the guys mm-hmm. that are flying in and, uh, or whatever. And I just think that's awesome. And then like working with the national forest service and the different areas to get the, get the gear and the, the food and the transportation set up for the guys. Like we had a guide with us, um, 
I don't think it was. I think it was at the beginning of the trip. He came out and he uh, he hiked with us for a bit and we talked. And uh, that was good. But yeah, John's coordination is unreal. Yeah. And a lot of those folks are just phenomenal. The Forest Service personnel just and you know, they come out and they'll they'll teach classes on safe handling, you know, because there's a lot of that. You have to wear hard hats and safety glasses and, and know all that kind of stuff. But just they're so happy that we're out there working, you know, just to, to help clear those trails. You know, and I don't know what it was like on your trip, but, you know, once we got out there on a couple of the trips, there's, um, you know, you're taking all of this gear and all of this food up into the mountain, you know, and you're looking at nine, 10,000 feet in some instances or even higher. And so how do you get that stuff up there? And so for us, it was always on horseback. So we would go to a loading station and they have these bear boxes about this big, a big, and, uh, and we would put them on a scale cause you have to have them weighed evenly. So you have one on either side of the horse strapped together over its, over its haunches or whatever. And so they have to be evenly weighed. So we'd have to put food in there and get them to an exact weight, take that one off, put another one, pack everything in there. And then, you know, then they would put them on the horses and then the gear the same way. And then these guys would take mules and take, you know, a mule train with horses and, and take them up into where we were going to camp and meet us up there. And they do all that stuff. You know, it's, it's just amazing. It's like nothing to them. But for me, it was like, wow, how do you guys, how do you guys figure this out? And they're like, you know, we do this every week. This is just our, it's our job. I'm like, it's an amazing job. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, so I didn't have to carry shovels or hammers or, you know, pickaxes or anything like that up into the uh, up into the mountain. The Forest Service does that for us, and so we can do the work. So yeah, that's, that's nice. Yeah, so on our expedition, we were hiking um, a lot. There was a. Uh, I mean, we cut, we cleared a good amount of trail. I can't remember how much it was, but I mean, it was a solid portion of the trail and it, there was a lot of trees down, but I think hiking back at the end of the day is like treachery. <laughs> it's rough, man, <laughs> especially on like, once you get a couple of days in, it's like, okay, like his, like, I don't know. I was hyped to be there for sure. And, um, hiking back was like no problem the first couple of days. And then it got to be like, all right, this is getting difficult. And then it just, <laughs> and it kept getting harder. And that was, it was a, it was rough. And like the kind of work we were doing mostly on that. You wait a second. <laughs> Most of the work that we were doing on that expedition was like cutting trees uh, and clearing log Elijah. Knock it off, dude. Okay, go do it. Amelia knows how to read. All right. <laughs> it's live. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so I I recently bought them an Xbox. I guess we'll talk about that for a second. And was it for them? I don't know. We don't have to talk about it anymore, but that's what he needs help with. 
<laughs> um anyway uh so hiking out was probably the hardest part for me on after working the long days but on the expedition i went on it was a little different than the ones you're talking about jim it sounds like you you hiked in the base camp on all years is that correct um on two out of the three yeah we hiked into the base camp and set up there yeah. oh cool yeah well the one that I was on, we uh, we just we like it was like at a campsite that the Forest Service gave us pretty much because um, there was it was really dry and there was a high risk of um, wildfires, and mm-hmm. to mitigate that, they put us in a campsite so that we could have fires. Um, if that hadn't been the case, we would have number one hiked less every day. And number two, um, packed in, but we probably would have packed everything in by on foot that time because it wasn't really that far. I don't think, I think that portion of trail, I'm trying to recall, I think it was like nine miles or something like that, that we got cleared on the first expedition. And then the follow-up expedition, they cleared the other, there was nine more miles, I think, or something like that, that they cleared. I might, I'm probably wrong. Just go ahead and throw that out there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we will find out <laughs> what uh i just want to i i just want to shout out to to jeff and michael who have commented there and just uh say hey to those guys and jeff says he's wanting to do a trip in 2023 from uh, hawaii so that's that's awesome that you guys are tuning in um yeah make that your year i'm planning on trying to go with uh with a couple of my the next set of boys um head out somewhere um so hopefully that that, that happens um but yeah thanks for tuning in jeff and and michael i haven't met either of you i think i'm maybe friends with michael on facebook but maybe we'll get together together soon yeah there's there's a lot of hiking and and like you said it's sometimes it's you've got your base camp and then you start working and you clear off a, a mile or two a trail and then you hike back to camp and then the next day you got to hike a mile or two just to where your work starts and then you clear another mile or two so then you're hiking four miles back to base camp and then the next day you're hiking four miles just to get to where your <laughs> where your work starts and you know that it, it gets to be a lot and that's why i said as far as preparation you, you really can't hike enough to get your body ready for that kind of kind of thing yeah so it looks like jeff said hello to uh john john's i uh, don't know if you missed it or not but john's out in uh the ansel adams wilderness right now in the high sierras in california on an expedition actually and that's why he's not here um and that's he, why we're take freely your... talking bad about him <clears throat> and his age and whatnot <laughs> <laughs> we can get away with it right now yeah right <laughs> but also thanks mike yeah like nine miles i hope i'm right um john will let us know but yeah man so uh what kind of we we did a lot of cl- tree clearing and we did i think some rerouting of some trail on that trip and some rock work um what what what, what are the kinds of work that you guys did on the three expeditions you went on and what what do you think your favorite kind of physical labor out there is? 
But before you answer, I think that that's a really cool thing too, is because you're out there with all these guys that are on, like I was talking about earlier, the different stages in life, and we're all just doing the same kind of work. And then it's like, okay, everybody's finding the bar and that, and then connecting on that common ground. And I, I really like that aspect of it. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Just everyone, no one's better than another person. Everyone's there to support each other and, and do the work together and do it the best that we can possibly do. So that's, that's a great thing. On my first trip, it was, um, we were actually cutting in brand new trail in New Mexico. So we had the United States Forest Service uh, guy with us and he would go ahead of us hiking and flag where the trail was supposed to go up the side of this mountain. And so we would uh, follow behind and um, cut out any of the brush that was in the way, any of the grass and kind of just cut in a, a little cut into the side of the mountain. So you got the slope coming down and we would just cut in and kind of clear that out. And it was, it was a lot of fun doing that. It's a lot of, a lot of work. Cause you've got mostly that was mostly like pickaxe and hose and things like that. And just, constant just raking the dirt in the in the brush down the hill we did at one point i ran into a, a rock that was sticking up in the trail that was about yay big about like this maybe the size of my head sticking up out of the that's a big rock that is it's huge <laughs> and shiny too <laughs> so it was sticking up out of the trail and so we're like yeah we gotta get that out of there so i started digging around it by the time i was done this rock was like <laughs> yeah. this big and like 700 pounds. So we end up putting straps around it and to come along to a tree and actually pulling it up out of the trail and rolling it down the hill. So it's just fun to do yeah. all that kind of that heavy work. And, you know, you're getting using every muscle that you never knew you had to try to move a rock. Yeah, it's different. And then like, if you're not from out there, like the air too, you know, like oh the gosh. amount of oxygen in the air is like, that's like whooping you right yeah mike says rock yeah, I can, work is I the can, best i agree yeah yeah i i think so too i haven't done a lot of uh, cross cut saw stuff i did a little bit um but mostly what i did was rock work and i enjoy that a lot just that super strenuous yeah you know whole body movement trying to move these rocks and get them in place and that's what we did on the last trip mostly was um rock work because we were trying to rebuild a trail for those those uh, mule trains that had um, washed out in a, in a big flood. So we we're trying to rebuild those trails, and you can imagine these mules with all that weight of gear and stuff. It's extremely heavy, and so you can't just put small rocks. I mean, these rocks are huge and two, three hundred pounds, and it takes a bunch of guys to move them into place. And then our boys had the unlucky duty of taking smaller rocks and just pounding them, making gravel was basically what they did. And, uh, my son, Christopher still to this day hates rocks basically. <laughs> he had to you know, make gravel from, from nothing. So, but we needed all that to fill in. Yeah. Know, make sure things filler. shift and move, but yeah, rock work is probably, is probably my favorite out of everything we've done. Yeah, it's funny too because like you get going on those uh on the uh like you see that tiny piece of rock and then like I don't know 2 hours later it's 
something as big as you were saying. It's like, and then everybody on the expeditions over there trying to move this stinking rock, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's just a or blast. It's the perfect rock that's just up over the hill, and you have to have everybody kind of help roll it down. And yeah, there's a there's a lot of artistry to fit these rocks just in the right spot so they don't move. And putting in, you know, and that's a lot of what we did was you have a big rock and you're digging down, you know, three foot or so to set set it in place, packing that in, and then putting all the rocks behind it and. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Like you were talking about rolling them down the hill. I think that's my favorite part. Is like trying to <laughs> like roll them into place, and it's like it's like watch out, guys. <laughs> there's, there's some small right. boulders coming down the hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like Michael, he just commented and said, you know, you got to be creative in the rock work, and you really do. You really, and it, we we joke about looking for the perfect rock but really that's what you're doing you've, you've got this design and you've got a bunch of rocks in place only a certain kind is going to fit in that next spot so you're you know scouring the area looking for the next rock that's gonna fit in there and, and be strong and big enough and all that so yeah there is some there is some creativity and artistry to doing that rock work i also like the um just on a normal trail doing water diversion you know, so the water, when it, it's going to hit the trail and run down, but make sure it gets off the trail so it doesn't erode doing that type of thing. One of our trips, we ran into a, a swamp that wasn't supposed to be there. That had, you know, beavers had dammed things up. So we uh, worked on kind of draining this whole field for the their home. forest service. Threat, basically, <laughs> yeah. They didn't let us use dynamite, which I was hoping we would, but we just... <laughs> Right. <laughs> had to do some diversion of the water yeah destroying their home with your hands will have to do this time jim right <laughs> yeah. they probably wouldn't let me fly with tnt residue on my clothes when i went back to the airport so probably not um yeah <laughs> so another uh really fruitful part for me on these expeditions was the uh the liturgy, the hours every day in the morning and a night prayer. So we'd wake up and, uh, make coffee. Uh, everybody would get up. Breakfast would be either in the process of being made, made, or we'd wait to make it. But, uh, we'd pray the divine office and then morning prayer as well every morning. And, just uh doing that with everyone involved was really powerful really really powerful thing that you get to experience and encounter the lord in that way that like you just don't get to do that like that many days in a row and like with them the consistency it uh it's a refresher for sure for your spiritual life what about you jim what's your favorite uh I don't know. I guess you'd call that like spiritual, um, yeah, practice or ascetic. ascetic yeah, I think practice, my favorite. I, <clears throat> I think my favorite spiritual part of the trips, like you said, the liturgy of the hours is is just wonderful. Just to get up and do morning prayer and do evening prayer, and if you do the officer readings on your own or or whatever. But my favorite part, and I and it's probably done differently on all the trips. I'm not sure, but on the the 
trips that I've done, it's like you get up, you eat breakfast, you do your prayers and all that. You go work, then you come back and then you get ready for mass and masses, you know, in the evening. And the first time I, I went on a trip, I was like, why are we not starting the day with mass? Why are we not, you know, that's, you know, our source and summit. Why are we not, why isn't that the first thing? And I think after a few days, I, I saw the wisdom and the beauty of working till I couldn't hardly move anymore. Coming back, I'm completely exhausted. And it's then when I'm open to the yeah. Lord in the mass and more in the readings in our discussions. And I think that's a, a very wise thing is to get that, get all that energy out physically. And then I'm just so open. I'm just, I don't have the, the will to fight Lord. I, I want to be with you. I want to spend this time and, you know, in the mass and, and prayer with my brothers. And so that's probably my favorite spiritual part is just coming back into camp in the afternoon, settling everything down and then just being, you know, with Christ in the mass and then eating supper and then, you know, being with my brothers. But, I think that's a great, great thing is to be able to to have that mass and and, and that's something we didn't talk about either. Is that the first, one of the first things we do when we get there, besides set up our tents, is build an altar. Yeah, you know, we kind of design a sanctuary out there in the in the wilderness, wherever it might be. Yeah, it's and, awesome. Uh, and I, I think one of the trips that I was on, it was uh, in the High Sierras. Um, up in the Sangre de Cristo mountains, we had actually two altars because we had one by the camp. And then we decided that we went hiking and we found this just unbelievable place of just stone. And you were looking out on um, New Mexico, you could see Colorado, you could see all these places. And we thought we need to build something here, just something special. And so we built an altar up there that was probably six foot wide by four foot deep and by about two and a half, three foot tall. I think it's, I think it's probably the biggest altar built in wilderness outreach history, yeah, it but sounds massive. I could be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and so we went, we went up there and that's one of the stories we'll tell later on when we're talking to people, but we got up at like 4am to hike up there for a, a sunrise mass. And it was just, it was worth it. all the building that's of the awesome. altar and, and every minute of it. So. But that's a big part of it, too, is building that altar. And that's where you're going to be praying the mass every day for for that week. Yeah, that's you awesome. can't can't imagine how beautiful some of these settings are. I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. And just being out in the wilderness. I mean, really, how often do you get to go experience outdoor mass? Right. And the backdrop is thousand foot high mountains or snow covered peaks or, you know, eagles flying behind, you know, it's just, it's amazing. It's, it's quite a blessing. Yeah. I, re I hadn't had that thought about why the mass was positioned at that time on the expeditions, but it definitely makes sense. And I, I agree with everything you said about that. Yeah, I, and I I really struggled with it like the first first couple of days, but then once I came back from working and I was exhausted, I'm like, oh, okay, this makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> right. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. 
So, uh, so is, what that, were... is that the way you guys is, was set up as well, where it was mass in the, the evening, afternoon? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that they're all... Dude, I'd, I'd seriously doubt that there is there that much variation in these things at right. this point with John and how he runs things. Like, everything is probably the exact same on all of them. Yeah. Pretty close, too. So, um, yeah, he's he's very good about that. Very good. Yeah, if it works. If it works, don't break it, right? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> don't. Yep. Oh man, I was about to. I was getting ready to say something. I totally slipped my mind. I'm having one of those I moments. You. No, you're fine. I <clears throat> lost it either way. I'm sure. So, what was the area like that you were? Um, you guys were in. Um, it was some pretty rugged terrain. It was our camp was good. Uh, pretty solid. It was a place called Hog Park Reservoir in Wyoming. Um, I mean, it was magnificent. Like, it was overlooking this mountain lake. And uh, just very, uh, I don't know, like majestic, picturesque, I guess would be the word for it. Um, okay. Area. And then where we were working at in the Encampment River Wilderness in the trail, it was like a, a canyon back down in it. And... Um, with the river, one of the few rivers that runs from uh, south to north, actually, and it was, it was just incredible. It was just these high. It's like I guess in Ohio we just call it a ravine. We're just down in the base of this ravine. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> these massive rocks on both sides. These mountains towering around us, and these beautiful aspen pine all around. It was just unreal man uh i know i have some pictures from that expedition but uh yeah absolutely beautiful and i was talking to one of the the forest ranger out there the one that was hiking with us um and it's funny because like if you live in the midwest or like if you do not live i guess i should say if you don't live out west in the mountain areas and and whatever like and you go out there you notice those things but he was saying he's lived out there for so long it's just like his norm now you know what i mean right. so he's just like like we were talking about talking with him how beautiful it is and how amazing and how blessed he was to have that job and be out there every day and he was like yeah whatever it's <laughs> <laughs> like yeah it's just yeah yeah it's whatever yeah it's but, like anything else unfortunately is like that but yeah right get used to it yeah just that uh i don't know what you'd call that but being yeah yeah i actually put together some some pictures i don't know if we can share we can yeah um do you have a it should let me see i haven't done it john's the only one's done it i have a button that says share do you have a button that says share yeah all right, dude. It's all on you, Jim. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> all right, man. Oh, it looks oh, like it's going to work. Is it? Yeah. Did you have to give here. me permission or something. Yeah. I have to put it in there. There you go. I'll try it. 
we'll experiment while John's Is that the here. altar you guys built? That is. That's enormous. Yeah. So this won't play real well for our podcasts on just podcasts, no video, but we'll describe what, what's been seen here. So this is that altar looking sort of northeast towards um, Colorado. And uh, so, yeah, this is this was huge. Might not look at there, but it's every bit of six foot wide. Um, and so that's Sunday morning for the mass that we um, wanted to have up there. This is the look. There's Father Han with the sun coming up over the, the Sangre de Cristo Mountains, the Blood of Christ Mountains. So just a, an amazing, amazing journey up there through thunderstorms and lightning and had to fight our way up to get to it, but well worth it for that mass. Um, I'll just share a couple other <clears throat> from some trips. Uh, so these these uh, next pictures are in the High Sierras uh, on the trip that I went on, the second trip. Uh, top left corner, you can see this is a giant lake. If you see this little white ribbon on the right-hand side, that's the trail that we've been working on. So just kind of get the nice. idea for the immensity of this. On the right-hand side, you'll see this lake with a boat. That was our ferry across to the other side over those mountains to begin our hike. Um, that was probably one of the scariest parts of this trip was that boat ride. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've got all this gear that's packed on top of the roof of the boat, and we're just like slowly moving across this lake. And I'm thinking, if this thing tips, we're done. <clears throat> right. But we made it. We made it. <laughs> <laughs> Lower left-hand corner is Father Han with uh, one of the fallen redwoods there, so you can get us. That's how big those, yeah, that's how big the trees yeah. were. The ones we were cutting were, like, maybe the biggest one was, like, 24 inches in diameter. That looks like it's, like, four foot. Oh, yeah, every bit. At least, yeah, that thing's massive. And the yeah, those are probably small compared to <laughs> a lot of them, I'm sure. Wow. But yeah, that was that was kind of cool. And then on the bottom right is the uh, this is where they would bring the horses in. You can see how the platforms are up higher, and that's how they would load them onto yeah. the donkeys and the, and the mules. So kind of cool. Um, this next picture, you might recognize a couple of the guys in this. Um, let's see. There we go. Uh, nice. So for those who are faint of heart, this is that's our bathroom for the week. <laughs> that is our nice. that was our latrine that we dug out. So that's uh, Deacon. Thanks, Jim. Deacon. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want full disclosure. So if anybody's thinking about going on one of these trips, it's you know. So yeah. Deacon right. Chris Walsh there on the left hand side, John in the middle, and then your dad is on the, on the right hand side there. So nice. So that was the the four of us dug that. <laughs> that was an adventure yeah i bet it looks like it <laughs> uh full disclosure that's what you're gonna that's where you're gonna go right there uh okay, so nice. here's anthony myself and christopher and father han at uh, out in california before we that's why we're smiling that's before we started hiking so we're not pre-expedition yeah yeah you got any post expedition picks to line that up with? I should have. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> and here's just a 
this last one's just another view of, you know, just typical things you see on one of these expeditions. I mean, it's just gorgeous. And you can see the snow up in the uh, top left corner on top of that, that mountain and different spots up there. And it's very deceptive for, for in this area where we were, it's, you know, the size of this is just very deceptive because we yeah. talked about going around the lake and then climbing up to that snow just for fun. We were just out hiking yeah. on our down day. And yeah. so a couple of the guys started walking around that lake and it, it took them almost like three hours just to make it all the way around that lake. Yeah. It's very deceptive of how large things are out there. So that's crazy. Beautiful yeah. stuff though. Absolutely beautiful. So just give some, some idea of the things that are, we get to get to see and be out there with. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. That was awesome. Sure. I was, I, I was way less prepared than you are. Um, I don't have anything cool to pull up right now. I mean, That's I could right. find something, but I don't want to screw it up. Right. <laughs> to be completely <laughs> honest with you. Yeah, I debated. So, I didn't know how well it would be. Uh, hey, you did well. So I, I did all right. You took one for the team. Now I don't have to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So Michael says they got snow on his last, oops, last May in the Dome Land. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, on the on the second trip I went on, which was up in the Sierras, it was August. It was uh, this time of year, actually, because I had some of the pictures popped up in my Google. And when we hiked up to Selden Pass, which is it's well over ten thousand feet, there was snow. I mean, like three foot sections of snow. Yeah, uh, in August, it's just crazy. You know, temperatures a, a little bit in different. August. oh yeah 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 and of course being boys we gotta get a snowball fight you know in august if we can so that's what we did that was the only choice that made sense right as, <laughs> as me and john rolled into laramie actually uh there was like a hailstorm, dude and it was july and this hail was like it was the worst hailstorm john has ever seen in his life i would say me but i'm not i'm not nearly as experienced or old as john so... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway <laughs> how old is he he's, i don't know he's old i don't know i can't count that high <laughs> but <laughs> poor guy yeah uh, he's gonna he's definitely gonna be pleased with that but all right <laughs> But yeah, this it was crazy, crazy hailstorm as soon as we rolled in. Um I bought some rain pants. I didn't have any rain pants, so we just we went to a uh, outdoor gear shop and I picked them up. Yeah, I don't know. So I I guess something we should we covered a little bit that we should probably cover more of is like why people should go. Um I think there are only bad reasons to not take one of these trips and um if it was a uh if i was positioned better in life right now well i guess not better i should say that differently if it was a different period in my life i'd be going on them as much as i could um and i hope that time comes soon oh hold on a second i'm gonna mute myself and tell my kids to turn the tv down <laughs> all right um <laughs> anyway uh, i think there's 
there's only bad reasons to not go. And the, the benefit, the return on, on investment and the benefit that you get is just unmatchable. You can't get it anywhere else. Um, I haven't done a lot of like spiritual sabbatical kind of things, but I'd say this is, I, I wouldn't look any further. Um, I'm not going to look any further for anything else. Like this is it for me. Like this is like the reset button for sure. Um, some of the like, I don't know, speed bumps I had when I was like thinking about going were just like finances. Uh, how am I going to get out there? It's all the way in Wyoming, blah, blah, blah. I might not have all the right gear. I have some of the right gear. I need to get this, that. And it's just funny because like I decided I wanted to go and I'm kind of intense. So like I, I, I found a way, but, um, it was, it was like at every turn, there was something trying to stop me. Really. It was funny because the harder I tried to get out there, the more like annoying, dumb little things would happen that were like not super serious, but just like hiccups really. And, uh, I think sometimes those are like signs from God, like, Hey, you need to take a step back and pray about this and think about it. But I was like in my zone, like with the Lord, like, uh, like now I'm doing this. And I think I know he was like, yeah, go. It's your time to go do this, you know? So, <laughs> but even after that, it was just a lot of difficulty in, uh, in, in following through and getting out there. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about that, Jim? Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking of my, <clears throat> the trips that I've, that I've been on just how that, that kind of played out. It's just, um, I mean, they've all been, I don't know. There, there's always a mixed feeling, I guess. Like I really want to go. And then I'm like, I don't want to do this. And I really want to go. And so I, I have that struggle, you know, and usually the reasons I don't want to go are, silly you know lazy you know, don't yeah. want to be in shape don't want to suffer that's usually the biggest thing is i don't want to suffer the hiking the cold the you know i'm not this is the greatest sales pitch but i don't want to suffer you know, through sleeping on the ground and, yeah and all that kind of stuff but once you do it you're like man what what was i thinking it was it's just an amazing experience and there's a lot of value that comes from that voluntary suffering with your brothers and, and just doing it together. Um, and I think, you know, when I, my first trip and I'm, and I realized I'm blessed because you know, I have, you know, family and stuff that can help out because we have eight kids. And so on my first trip, I think we had four or five kids. And so I was able to, you know, we were able to arrange where Nicole's parents would help, you know, while I was gone and that's yeah. always been the case. So I know that I'm blessed in that way. Um, I'm not volunteering to babysit anybody's kids or anything like that. Um, <laughs> Neither am I. Right. Right. Full disclosure. <laughs> right. Let's, you can't let's pay me to babysit your kids. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, it's something you definitely gotta, gotta pray about. Um, it, it's, just, but it's worth it. It's a lot of work. And, and as I'm saying this, I think of that um, when I talk about uh, Lewis and Clark's expedition and how they advertised it in the newspaper, like, you know, extremely difficult, very dangerous. A lot of people won't 
return, you know, just all these things. And like, they had an overwhelming response for people who was like, these guys were like, yeah, I want to do this. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of like wilderness outreach. Most likely you're going to come back. I think we haven't lost, but half a dozen guys out there. Um, Max. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it is, it's, it's not easy. Um, but it's, it's a beautiful experience to, to learn what God wants in your life. And every, like I've said before, every trip that I've taken, I've had, it's had a message, a theme that God's wanted to speak to me. And that's probably the only way I would have heard it is out there on those mountaintops. You know, it's truly a mountaintop experience. Uh, it's truly a, a transfiguration, if you will, at some point. Mm. So I would recommend everybody to at least give it a try. Um, or go on uh, one of the local trips, you know, or father-son trip or just a men's, you know, weekend. Uh, try that first if you have to, but give it a shot. You know, at least go once. That would be my recommendation. Yeah, I think uh, the barrier to entry is uh, it's obviously kind of high. You know what I mean? Like 10 days out in the wilderness away from your family and like you were saying like it's hard to get people to babysit your kids that you trust for sure um mm -hmm. especially if you don't have a good family situation or whatever but um there are obviously other opportunities provided i just think that the expedition itself is probably like the pinnacle of wilderness outreach for sure um but being involved in like other other activities is great too. So like, since I'm not going this year, like I'm going to attend as many wilderness outreach functions as possible without a doubt and see the guys work or whatever, whatever that entails. What were you going to say, Jim? I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, you know, it just made me think too, of you know, get involved with the uh, carry the cross and, and yeah. you know, those types of little things. But even if you can't do that, maybe you can't do it physically for, you know, whatever reason carry the cross is a little thing <clears throat> right <laughs> yeah i know i say like it's nothing i spent <laughs> no. two months in rehabilitation because i slipped and fell on that hike are you um, serious yeah i did i i slipped at one point <laughs> i was fine but like two days later i could not move my arm i had to go to rehab and, get and everything fixed up so now you're like uh, it's yeah it's no big deal <laughs> right yeah it's nothing it's just this giant cross <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, what I was wanted to say is that, you know, even if you can't do those things, you can, you can pray for, you know, that's what we've been doing uh, as a family. I, we've been praying each night for the guys that are on the trips, you know, pray for the people who are discerning, you know, that whether that's a, a husband, a father, a, a seminarian, you know, pray for these guys. And if you can, you know, if you can't go on a trip, support these guys financially, if you know, if that's in your, uh, if your means to do so. I don't know if we've ever given out the website, which is kind of silly, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I said you know, it, um, did you one time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can donate there. There's other places. So wilderness outreach.net, um, you can check out, but it, it also has all the gear, all the things we're talking about books, all that kind of stuff. But, um, but like I said, if, if you can't go, you really can't go and you know, you, age health whatever it is it's fine pray for the guys that are going could be going and support financially if you can that would be fantastic because i know not everybody could do it you know yeah and Just i mean it's, it's 
Well, also, it's. I think that it's important to note that no, it's not for everybody. It's mm-hmm. it's not something that's gonna be for everybody. It's something that if it interests you, you need to pray about it and you know, definitely discern through that process. But um, I will say this: I was at the Catholic Men's Conference and there was two guys, and I talked to one of them. And he was on fire about it. He was like, let's go sign me up. I'm in. And he was with his buddy. It was probably like his best friend is what I would assume. But you know what they say about assuming. But anyway, they seem tight. And um, he said. Yes. (laughs) Dad is vulnerable. Ask him now. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) that's what it was dude it's sick (laughs) i just kicked him out and he was like can i watch a movie upstairs just like whatever dude sure (laughs) just go (laughs) why didn't i think of that an hour ago (laughs) (laughs) um but the dude was like in tuned with it and he was all over it and he asked his buddy he's like let's go dude he was like are we gonna go or what and his friend was 100 percent never gonna go He's not going to go. You can just tell. You know what I mean? Like that dude was not about it. And uh, I just, I think it's very important that like if you present it to somebody and they're not about it, doesn't mean that you should shy away from it in any way. Um, It's, you're coming into a brotherhood for sure. Entering a brotherhood that uh, it's not like anything else. So yeah, but and the we guys have huge that, yeah. supporters who have never gone on a trip, but yeah. they believe in the mission and believe in what it does, and yeah, and that's that's great too, right? But yeah, if you have that inclination to go, don't make excuses and just do it, right? For sure. Sounds good. Yeah. Well. Well, Jim, right. we're at about an hour right now, man. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that we didn't cover today that you want to talk about before we head out? No, I think we uh, I think we covered the uh, the expeditions pretty well. So now we'll welcome John back next week and see if a lot of what we talked about is what happened with them or different things. There's always good stories from every single. Like John said last week, there's always good stories from every single expedition. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so or next week. That. Or next week it'll be a solo podcast and you'll never see us again. So there is that. Right. <laughs> that's that's <Yeah>. very possible. <laughs> Whatever. Pete and James who? What? <laughs> what happened to the other guys? There were never right. any other guys. Right. You never saw anything. Right. Uh, All well, right. Well, so yeah. Next week we'll get John back and uh, that'll be fun. That'll be exciting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing about his expedition and all the endeavors yeah. and whatever. Yeah. But you want to close us out with a prayer? Let's do it. All right, In the name cool. of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all of your many gifts and blessings. We thank you for this time that we've had to spend together. Thank you for blessing all those who listen and watch. We ask that you continue to bless Wilderness Outreach. Keep the guys who are on their expedition this week safe. Bring them back home to us and to their families we ask all this through the intercession of St. Clair and the Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael, pray for us. Pray for Father, us. Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Sweet. Right on. All right. Until next week.